That's really good. Yeah. yeah. I like, I can't even put my phone away at night when I go to bed because now my phone has become an integral part of going to bed because I control my bed with my phone. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. So See? I control the temperature of my bed with my phone. So if I get hot, I can turn it down. If I get cold, mm -hmm. I can turn it up, you know. And um, my bed wakes me up, too, because my bed is the alarm. And I set that alarm on my phone. So um, so once again, to go back to that question, at what point are we so dependent on technology that it's not good anymore? You know, because technology can be used for good. And a lot of people do use it to improve and make make their lives more efficient. But at the same time, like, take that technology away. What are we left with? Like, can we function? Can we continue functioning and being productive without the I don't technology? Know. That's a good question. this um i think this is the appropriate beginning to our entire show absolutely um, oh my goodness. yeah by the way as an aside i was thinking about this and i should have probably asked you this in slack instead of um here but i want us to commit to two years of this show because i don't think we will reach any milestone worthy until after two years so oh yeah let's do that yeah I, so, we will years find things to talk about <laughs> oh i'm not worried about that, that. Yeah. It just might take us two years to have somebody listen twice is kind of what I was thinking. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. That we're not married to or related to. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> by the way, up to that point, we'll know that we've made it when my mom listens. And speaking of tech, oh. when my mom figures out how to listen, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no insults to That's moms actually, in that the world. is a great milestone because it would be the same. Like, my mom loves to listen to the radio and TV shows and things like that, but she hasn't quite grasped the concept of podcasts when I tell her that, right. oh, it's like, a, it's like a story that you listen to, but they're interviews, they can be exactly that stories or whatever. And she's just like, I don't, I don't understand. So you just listen? <laughs> You're listening to people talking? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you talk to someone that doesn't watch documentaries about documentaries and they're like, is that, oh my, my mom said this to me once. Um, is that that thing where people just talk the whole time? Cause I like it when there's things going on and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a drama and a, a documentary and a podcast are kind of the same. So probably don't even bother. Yeah. Um, right. Oh my goodness. Right. Yeah, well, no, let's, let's talk about tech because that was, uh, sure. the whole reason for the topic, right? Like, tech <laughs> in you want to talk about the fact that I'm holding my microphone and we're doing this show on my $20 mic versus my $1,000 microphone? I mean, <laughs> well, let's talk about that. So in relation to just life, right? Not just business, sure. but life in general. When you involve tech, there's an additional mm -hmm. layer of complexity that gets added. And whenever that happens, something that you think would be really straightforward and easy becomes not straightforward and easy. So let's use this as an example. What happened today, Renee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really know. But basically, for some reason, my microphone decided not to work, even though um, I tested it multiple times and made multiple recordings with it. Right now, it's not working. And the funny thing about that is two things. One, what I miss more than anything from the corporate world, which I've been out of for over 10 years, um, is IT. Because you become your own <laughs> IT, your own tech person, yes. right? Um, yep. So like right now, the decision that you have to make, and as you get more and more into this, I think IT and tech can become a distraction. But sometimes you just have to come up with a solution, which is why I'm sitting here holding yes. this microphone. Because it's like, well, right. if you we want to get this done, you got to just find a way to work around it. Right? Yeah. Um, like they say in Mythbusters, so failure is always an option, right? <laughs> failure is the only way, especially with tech. <laughs> I mean, yes. if you think about what you do with your business, how often does tech become a hurdle that you have to overcome in a single day? Oh, all the time. 
Like, it's a constant battle with tech. You think, oh, this piece of technology is going to make things so much more efficient, so much easier, but you don't think about what it takes to set it up in the first place to make it easier and more efficient. And then the maintenance part of it, because you need to keep up with it in order to make sure that A, it's still working and B, that it's actually doing what you want it to do. When you think of tech, do you put passwords in that same category? You know, I never really thought about it until you just asked me right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in that sense, yeah, I would I would include passwords like logins and things like that as part of your tech. I think yeah, so. Absolutely. Because I think it's the biggest part. Like we just hired three new people and the biggest challenge that I've had is passwords and logins, especially mm. when you start um changing countries involved oh i feel like it's a big challenge right um if you have an overseas va for example um i just ran into a problem with pat with pinterest where the people that i just hired are in the philippines and we use pinterest.com but it defaults to pinterest.ph there and so little little things like that start becoming in my mind the same as tech, because if it involves the computer, I consider it tech at this point, even if it's digital. Yeah. Because I think maybe there's multiple forms of tech. There's the physical tech, the like mm-hmm. we're dealing with, with the microphone issue, and then there's the digital tech, like yeah. um, your password manager. We were just talking about that before this, about password managers. And to me, password managers are tech. Yeah. But yeah. I no, I mean- no. Now now that you're making me think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tech tech is really a, any tool. So whether it's a physical tool, a digital tool, if it is a tool that you utilize, to me that is tech. And that's part of troubleshooting and, you know, being your own IT support and things like that because once again, first of all, you have to figure out how to work it and then you have to figure out how to teach other people how to use it too properly. <laughs> and then how to manage it. And how to manage it. Exactly. Yeah. So you're right. I haven't really thought about it until we're talking about it now, but saying it out loud, I definitely think that password management, tool management, because we're having some new websites built right now and oh my gosh, did you upgrade this license? Did you do this thing? And Mm. I tend to, when I'm telling somebody, hey, I can't answer right now because I'm working on a tech issue, I'm generally um, referencing something of that nature. And I didn't even realize how much I'm rolling into that tech phrase. But as a digital entrepreneur, I guess it could be different versus somebody who owns a manufacturing shop or a car wash. Yeah. No, absolutely, because I'm thinking about it in terms of um, the differences in my clients because I do have the online businesses that I work with and then I have brick-and-mortar businesses, right? And the definition of tech in each industry is really different. So if one of my clients that has a brick-and-mortar business calls me and says, I have a tech issue, they are talking about electronics, like right. a computer or the phone system. They're not talking about, oh, this tool, this application isn't working correctly. That's not a tech issue to them. To them, it's the physical thing, not so if the somebody application. calls in about a phone issue in that instance, are mm-hmm. is the phone aren't phone calls see, I don't have a home phone or an office phone, so I don't really know, but aren't they digital now too? Most of them, yeah. They're um, voice over IP, so they're VoIP lines. Um, typically, you need an internet connection to make it work. You have a couple of places that still have the old school, uh, you know, like actual coax line type situation. Wait, 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 but- wait, 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 pause, pause, pause. You need an internet connection to make your phone work? Yes. At an office now? Yes. Yes, that you doesn't, do. That's crazy. So even in that scenario, in my, you know, I measure all things by what if The Walking Dead happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Phone wouldn't work? Yeah. I thought the phone was um, so 
Wow. Okay, so we have clients that are in healthcare, right? Healthcare industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking doctors' mm-hmm. offices, things like that. So the phone lines are the number one priority because that is how patients reach out and book their appointments, get their results, all that kind of stuff, right? So if there is an internet outage in the building or in that area, their phone lines are down. They have- (laughs) Unbelievable. Yes, they have a backup phone line. Um, It's a different number, but basically on the back end of the system- We have to remotely, thankfully, because it's all cloud-based, right? So we log in remotely and redirect the phone lines to go to the landline, which is one phone inside of the the work, um, like the the there's like a back office area. So there's a phone in the back office area. That's the one landline that is the rollover. And that's where somebody is standing there just like answering the phones. So instead of it being proliferated throughout the office, so multiple people can access it, if the internet is down, they go down to one phone. Same thing with faxes. Did you know that faxes are all digital nowadays? Shut up. No. Really? Yes. This is so how if- far removed I am from the physical space, <laughs> by the way. Because now everything, like if the internet goes down here, that's the end of my day. I might as well go to bed. I can't watch TV. I can't, I guess my phone still works because it's still a phone that's connected through the towers because it's a cell phone. Right. Right. But that's it. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. I can't do anything. There's so much now that's in, I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Like these are, these are technologies that, you know, when there are younger people that start working in the office, like their minds are blown when they find out, what do you mean it only goes down to one line? Like, can't you just connect that and then make it work through the other computers? It's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> like you have one physical line. If you have multiple if you want multiple phones to ring, then you have multiple lines, like literal cables. And that like that concept is just so hard for them to understand because they're that's not how they grew up. They've grown up with the internet of everything. <laughs> so can you imagine? Can you no, imagine I, if we I, were I, in a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, which also means in case of emergency at a doctor's office, there's only one phone line somewhere in a back office that you got to run to to call 911. Well, I mean, you could use your cell phone, but... Oh, uh, right. I keep forgetting about those. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, people honestly, have cell phones. I forget that my cell phone is a phone. I know that sounds funny, but <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. the most I make a phone call, I because I ignore almost every phone call that comes through because it's spam. Same. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I think spam phone calls are the new spam emails now. Remember how when the email for chain came letters? Out, was, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Totally. Um, but I have a new thing that's been happening to me. I wonder if this has been happening to you. I get a spam Uh-oh. phone call because everyone wants to loan us money for some reason related to 2020. You know, like if you had mm-hmm. employees in 2020, blah, 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 right? I don't know if you're getting those calls, yeah. but now yep. they follow up with a text message. They're like, well, I know oh, she didn't answer my yeah. call, but yep. they text me this stuff. And I'm just like, yes. what? the hell is this right so so the increase in text spam that i have been receiving has been incredibly significant um now my phone will filter it for me which is great but at the same time there are a couple that'll sneak through the filters like it's not automatically marked as spam so i have to flag it as spam but the fact that i have to do that for a text message you know like this is – it's going to turn into – because in, in the past, it started off with, I guess, emails. No, phones. It started off with phones. You would get the telemarketers calling and then you just hang up on them. Right, right. Then it turned into email. And so you get spammed with emails. So you just delete or filter to spam. And then now it's text messages. So at what point do we start shying away from answering text messages, you know? 
Because like you said, you don't even answer your phone anymore. And honestly, like when I call my friends, I text them first. I text them and I say, hey, do you have a second? I need to call you. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Who calls someone without texting them first? What is that? Oh, yeah. It's like somebody's door, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And if I do it's, it's call very- my friends without texting them first, they think that it's an emergency. They're like, oh, my God, is everything Absolutely. okay? And What's I'm like, wrong? yeah, sorry. I was in the car and I couldn't text you first, but I figured it was easier for me to just call. And they're like, are you insane? <laughs> well, also, let's let's talk about something else you just said there. Your friends. You're a digital entrepreneur. How do you have friends? Who has time for that? Oh. <laughs> you have friends. I have friends. Everyone has friends. <laughs> you're my friend. You're it. That's yes. it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, but you're yeah. right. You've, okay. you've got to you've got to make the time. Like I have become very intentional about reaching out to, you know, real people because I have a tendency oh, yeah. to turtle. Like I will yeah. turtle for long periods of time and it's not it's not intentional. Like it's not on purpose or it's not because I have been overwhelmed or anything like that. It's just I get lost in my own little world and I forget that there are people outside of my bubble. Immediate. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you're also a parent. So, you know, you have that on top oh, of that too. Yeah. So, yes. I, but kiddos. I do think maybe kids Maybe kids also help stimulate friendships too because you have to go to birthday parties and things like that. Yes. I will say that if it weren't for the kids having activities together because – so multiple friends, like our kids are all in activities together. That's honestly the – the number one reason that we see and talk to each other as much as we do is because the kids' activities bring us together. Um. But if it weren't for that, you know, like I I had to think about, oh, well, when was the last time I reached out to, you know, so-and-so? Oh, it's been a couple of months. And then you really think about it and it's like, no, it's been more than just a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I, I run into the issue. Um, I think about my friends and I really want to talk to them, but I realize that it's one of two things. It's either the middle of the day and it'll take longer because I want to catch up then uh, I feel like I have time for, so I push it. And then mm. I think about it again when it's time to go to bed. You know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's, a, it's funny, Andy and I talk about this a lot, but I, I think this is the consequence of our current circumstances. When Amanda was mm-hmm. younger, before she was out on her own, um, we definitely were more social when, when we had a kid at home. So Yeah. Uh, but that has nothing to do with technology. That's just how the conversation spirals. Um, if somebody were starting a new business, I know. So if somebody were starting a new business or they were thinking about it, what would you say to them is a good rule of thumb for dealing with technology? Like if you had to give them a tip about general how to deal with technology, would you put rules around it for them? Would you have, because I think you can get lost on it. Yeah, no, that's a really, everything. that's a really great question because I, I mean, in the beginning, especially, it's so easy to become really overwhelmed and sucked in to all of the shiny objects, right? Like shiny object syndrome yeah. is absolutely a thing because you think in order for me to make my business work or run or be successful, I need X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, this successful person uses all these things. So I need to have all of the, those things, but you don't. Because at the core of everything, business is about connection. So making sure that you focus on the connection portion and utilize technology as the tool to be able to connect, I think that is the most – that's the fundamental thing. Like, don't get caught up in, I need to build a funnel and I need to build an email sequence. No, you don't need to do that. You just need to make that connection and then build on that. And that's how your business grows. So you're saying that you don't need the latest iPhone? I mean, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Need an excuse to buy the latest iPhone because I can give you that excuse. I I will happily 
allow you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no. No, you definitely don't need the the newest iPhone. I mean, it's it's kind of like um so with our with our kids, um our kids are still relatively young, you know, they're in elementary school. Well, one's in elementary, one's in intermediate, but um they've they've had cell phones, their own cell phones for about a year now. And my husband and I, oh. we wrestled with the thought of, do we give them a cell phone? Do we not? Are they too young? Are we starting them on such an addictive technology too early? You know, like these are yes. very yes, you are. real conversations. Yes, absolutely. Right? So we had to come up with rules. But at the same time, you know, we weren't going to buy them the newest iPhone. You know what I did? I went on Woot.com. I found yeah. refurbished iPhones that were several generations back that were only a couple of hundred dollars. And that's what they have. It works for their needs, which is text messaging and making phone calls to us. So when when they get off the bus, we can call or text them. We have a way to communicate with them. And that is the primary function of or primary reason of why they need the phones in the first place. See, that makes total so, sense. And I think if you think about it from a business perspective, what is the primary function function that you're trying to um, do mm -hmm. with your tech? Because right. it's kind of like having a logo, right? You can spend forever. Like we just made a logo of very little effort for this podcast. And yeah. if we later down the road want to upgrade the logo, sure, we can and we will. That's totally cool. But a lot of people will spend time making their logo, spend weeks and weeks and weeks making a logo instead of actually creating content. And they can pay hundreds of dollars for somebody else to make a logo for them. And it's not the thing that makes or breaks your business. Absolutely not. Like, yeah. Where's the ROI? <laughs> Right. Right. Uh, I think people like to get stuck on the Nike swoosh when they're thinking about a logo and think that, oh my gosh, the Nike swoosh was amazing. But I mean, didn't you pay like 50 bucks for that or something? I mean, yeah, you just needed something yeah. to start a shoe company centered around a guy, which was Michael Jordan, exactly. right? So yeah. Yeah. I think that no. it's easier to buy tech than it is to do work. Oh, yes, definitely. Well, and then you get caught. It's it's the same. So working for yourself, you need an additional level of discipline. So as an employee, you may have been very disciplined and a really great and efficient worker, right? But when it comes right. time to be accountable to yourself, like you don't have to be an uh, you don't have to be accountable to a boss or a manager or, you know, you're not reporting to anyone but yourself. There is another layer of, I guess, yeah, like skill that you have to develop in order to do that because you can make yourself caught up in busy work that does nothing to grow your business or does nothing to earn you money because isn't that the reason that you started the business? You you need to earn money. You need to pay for bills. You need to pay for food. You need to buy stuff, right? So if it doesn't earn you money, why are you doing it? It's because you were so used to keeping yourself busy as an employee, utilizing the technology to make yourself look busy all the time, right? Like, right. Oh, I, I was about these to emails. <laughs> yeah. I think that as an employee too, sometimes we looked busier than we really were. Perhaps. Oh, I know I did. <laughs> I was, oh, yeah. I, I absolutely, absolutely looked way busier than I really was. Yeah. Yeah. I think we become professionals at it. And then we start to think we're really good at it. And then when we start working for ourselves, we realize busy and productive are not the same thing. Oh, no, no, no. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, and I can busy myself. I can, I can think of a thousand things that I need to get done. But, you know, is it going to achieve whatever my ultimate goal is? Probably not. But it makes me look really busy. Like it makes me look really good. Oh, I, I did. I did all sorts of things today. I did ABC. I did EFG. Yeah. Okay. And well, I think at the end of the day, did you get work away. done? No. <laughs> right. I agree. And I think tech can get in the way of that because you can allow, you know, it's easy to say, 
well, I know that I, like in blogging, I know that we didn't publish as many pieces of content today, but I was really busy working on upgrading my computer. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's easy to blame your pr- lack of productivity on tech. Yeah. I think it's a, it's an easy uh, trap to get caught into. And you feel like, well, it's not my fault. Well, it doesn't matter whose fault it is in the end. If you didn't produce the thing that you need to produce to make money, then mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Because what you didn't see when you had that job was all of the stuff going on behind the scenes to keep you functioning to be busy. All the tech, all the decisions, all the things being worked on along the way. Yeah. Well, and just to kind of tie it back to, you know, <laughs> how this conversation started in the first place was we were planning on recording our first podcast episode, yep. right? And yep. then the tech wasn't working. And nope. then once we got one part of the tech working, another part wasn't working. And then something else happened. It would have been really easy for us to just spend the next hour trying to figure it all out. But instead, Absolutely. you took action and you were like, I know this works. This is a plugin. We're going to do this. And this is what we're going to do for now. Like, we'll absolutely. just make do with what we have. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely. Because when we first started, we couldn't get logged into the software because the, the you you had originally created it and then you, the username changed based upon something that I still don't know. And yeah. then the password was different. And then we couldn't figure out how to get into the room, right? Yep. And yep. then my microphone wouldn't work. And then my microphone worked, but my headphones didn't work. So... Yeah. All of that could have just been like, hey, never mind. Let's forget it and we'll do right. it next week. Right. Exactly. But here we are producing. Yeah. And, and, and it's that's the, the whole hardest point. thing. Yes. It's so easy to get discouraged and focus on the wrong thing because we really could have ended up focusing on, well, we need to get the tech just right. But right. do you? Like, do you do you need the super fancy setup? No, as long as you can no. You have a microphone to record and the program records it. Hopefully that's what it's doing. You know, I, that's, that's sure all you is. need. Right? Yeah. I'm not <laughs> absolutely positive, but I think so. Pretty confident. Yes. There, but there is a red dot in the top left-hand corner, I'm assuming, means everything's being recorded right now. Right. According to this, we're at 26 minutes and 21 seconds. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good to know that there's a little timer there. Keep us yeah, on track. Totally. Yeah. I don't know if we have a track, but yeah. Uh, good intentions, right? Like we, we intend to have a track, but yeah. we may not necessarily follow it. We'll, we'll get off track quite often. You'll come right. to find out. <laughs> this is very true. I think that's mostly what we've done. Yeah, I'm still thinking about the fact that telephones are now digital. Mm-hmm. And what do you call it? VoIP? Vo- voice over VoIP. IP. I don't know yeah. what that means. but Yeah, well, that's just what it's called. It's voice over IP. Uh, it's it's a phone line over the internet. Like that's... So IP. That's what does IP always... mean? Oh, you have to ask, right? I don't know. Let's Google it. Okay. Um, internet protocol. But I don't know if that's what it stands for in voice over IP. VoIP. I bet it does. Let's look at VoIP definition. Um, voice over internet protocol. Oh, I was right. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Wow. So it's called, it's also called IP telef- telef- telephony. Telephony? That's a weird word. Telephony? Uh, yeah. T-E-L-E- Teleportation? T-H-O-N-Y. <laughs> I, I want to say get- telephony, but I'm like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Earlier, Andy and I went for a walk together, and um, <laughs> this is so bad. We have these daily meetings now that she leads, and this week, everybody has been late to the daily meetings randomly each day, or for the last week, I should say, and she was really getting on their case, and we were on the walk talking about how are we going to handle this, the whole team, somebody every day is late to these meetings, and these meetings are really important, mm-hmm. and we're on a walk talking about it. And the whole time our phones are buzzing and um, they were buzzing because we forgot about the meeting (laughs) we were on a walk. And I bring this up because my very first thought was this would be a really good time to have teleportation. Oh my Um, gosh. Yes. 
And so maybe teleportation will happen through the phone lines like in um, The Matrix eventually. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not going to work out, but it's a good idea. Well, um, I mean, just like thinking about the physics of it all is hard to wrap your brain around. But also, okay, so you guys were on a walk and mm-hmm. your phones are buzzing because you guys had forgotten about the meeting and then you would have liked to teleport back to your house so that you could take the call or you could take the meeting at yes. your desk, right? Right. Um, is, is that because you don't want to get into the habit of taking the meeting on your phone while you're out and about? Like, do you have a dedicated place? Because that's – you know, well, yeah, that's we a do. Laundry, right? Right. And in that instance, there is some construction happening right next mm. to us that was where we were walking that was super loud. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, even if we had taken the meeting, there's no way anybody could have heard us. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but that, I mean, that's kind of part of the technology discussion, right? Like with technology, it makes us so readily available constantly because you are walking around with a computer in your pocket, in your hand, almost 24-7. And so as a business owner, you've got to set those boundaries with the people that you work with, whether it's your own team members or clients or family members, right? That you've got set times that you will be available and respond to emails messages and all that kind of stuff because otherwise it can it can get away from you so so easily and then the next thing you know you're responding to emails and text messages that you know while you're laying in bed trying to go to sleep because now everybody's used to you well I'm just saying like I am the pot calling Kel Black because that was me for the longest time even now Occasionally, I'll slip back into bad habits and I'll be in bed and I'll check my emails and things like that. But thank goodness, thank goodness for technology, they are allowing us to set those boundaries too because my phone separates my work apps from my personal apps. Oh, wow. And because it does that, I can set uh, blocks of time where I receive no notifications from any of my work apps. So I have my work hours set to, you know, like 9 to 3.30. So at 3.30, my work apps, they get turned off. My phone turns off my work apps and I get zero notifications from any of my work apps. So that's my email. That's, you know, my project management tool. That's the chats. Like all of it gets turned off. And so – it creates the boundary or it helps me to reinforce the boundary that I have set. So technology isn't always a bad thing. Technology is incredibly useful if you use it the right way. Technology is a tool. Absolutely. Just like any other tool, right? It's just like yeah. a hammer. It's mm-hmm. just a tool. And I think that one of the problems I think with technology, though, and what you just said is so interesting. You have a Google Pixel, right? And that what I you have? do. Yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, technology is integrated into every aspect of our life now. So mm-hmm. it used to be back when I had a corporate job, I left work, and then they gave me a phone, and I was like, <laughs> oh, "Shit, okay." So then I would leave my phone in my car, and then the phone mm-hmm. got stolen out of the car. So I was like, "Well, okay, fine." So I left the phone in my purse. But there was still that normal, natural separation. But if you are a digital entrepreneur like us, um, and you have physical clients too, but still, the boundaries do get blurred. So it sounds like the tools, the technology, is helping redraw the boundaries. And I think part of that is because the tool creators realize that the mental health is getting um, down for people. Mm-hmm. And so if they don't improve and offer solutions within their tools, then people might just stop using the tools. Right. Well, so I recently read something that said that burnout is the sign of a much deeper issue. So it's not necessarily just work related. Burnout is your brain's way of saying that it's too much. And especially in this day and age, of course it's too much. We are constantly bombarded with 
everything, like all the things, whether it's notifications on our phone about different awful things that are happening locally, nationally, worldwide. You know, it's we are not provided the space away from that so that we can process it because it's always in your face, no matter where you go. Even if you're like, I'm going to leave my phone at home and I'm going to drive to the grocery store. Well, Mm -hmm. at the grocery store, over the loudspeaker, they're probably – or over their speakers or whatever, they're probably playing music. Occasionally, it's tuned to a radio station or something. So you still hear the news, but then you're surrounded by people that have their devices. And I mean, I'm sorry, but there are some people that don't know how to have private conversations. And so you find (laughs) out – now now you know, like, you know – Johnny over here is cheating on, you know, Missy because this person is on their phone just like talking really loudly on speakerphone about what's going on in their lives. And it's like, oh, I feel bad for them. But that all of that has an effect on our mental well-being. And so burnout is just overwhelm and not just work related, but it's overwhelm from the world. Or at least that is my opinion. (laughs) Well, especially, I think that can even come into play deeper for someone like you that's an empath, right? Um, mm, yes. Yeah. So, Ugh. like, somebody else <laughs> might hear that conversation and go, sucks to be Johnny, whatever, and move mm-hmm. on with their life. But you, someone like you who has extreme empathy, you're going to take all of that in as well. So how do you protect yourself from that? I mean, it's hard other than just blocking it all out, which you really can't do. Once again, you can use technology to block it out, right? Like they have those um, those earplugs that you can put in and it it's basically like it produces a white noise. So it's almost – it almost like drowns out the rest of the uh, yeah. crowd. Yes. So that's technology and – Again, it is technology being used for good, but like at what point at what point are we so dependent on all of the technology to just function? And at what point Do think- does that become a bad thing? Well, yeah, I mean, if you're having to use white noise technology in your ears to drown out the world, mm-hmm. then I understand how the solution and by the way, what a wonderful tech that was created. Like if you own that tech company, go you, you have good intentions and you've created a new business model. So that's really mm-hmm. exciting from that perspective. Yeah. But at the same time, I think this is why meditation has become such a huge yeah. thing in the, in the space. And I don't know how people do that. I can't meditate very well. Um, but that's a different conversation, I think, or maybe the same conversation. I don't know. But I think it's the same conversation. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. We'll have to cover some more of that at some point. Yeah. Well, because since you brought up meditation, you know, how do you meditate? Well, there are apps that are easily available. That right. is a right. technology. Pick up your phone. Yeah. Pick up your phone and it'll it'll do a guided meditation with you. But really, meditation is just being in the present moment. That's all it is. So allowing because I used to think I would meditate wrong. And I, I talked about this with my therapist before. I, I told her uh, meditation doesn't is there work a for wrong me. way. Well, so it's that's what a- I told her. I said, meditation doesn't work for me because I meditate wrong. And she asked me, well, why do you think you meditate wrong? And I told her, well, because when I meditate, I get so caught up in all of the thoughts that are flooding through my head in the moment. And so she was asking me, okay, well, when those thoughts are flooding into your head, what do you do with them? And I, you know, basically, okay, I I think the thought and then I let it go. And then I think the next thought and then I let it go. And she said, that is meditating because you are, you are being in the moment with that thought. Like you are present in the moment with that thought and then letting it go. Like that's, that's all it is. It's about being mindful. So it's mindfulness. And it feels like it's wrong because there's this misconception that meditation means that you empty your mind. Your mind is just so calm and we're you know, supposed you're to be so a monk. at peace. Yeah, no, that's not how meditation works. Like that's just wrong. 
So right. I had the wrong definition and I had told myself I was doing it wrong and I believed it. And so that's why I was getting so frustrated with it because I would listen to these meditation apps, these guided meditations that would tell me, oh, clear your mind. Okay, well, you can't actually clear your mind. When they say clear your mind, they they really mean just focus on whatever is going through you in that moment. But they don't explain that. And it's so frustrating <laughs> because for the longest time I was thinking, I, I don't I can't meditate. I'm doing it wrong. But I was actually yeah, meditating. That's just, interesting. Yeah. So well, I think I think maybe that's similar to you. Like your definition of meditation is probably totally. very different from what it actually is. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Exactly. So I'm really glad that your therapist helped us both. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Two for one deal right there. That's great. That's right. <laughs> yeah. My therapy okay. sessions are your therapy sessions. <laughs> they are now, that's for sure. <laughs> that, amen, I like it. That's really good. Yeah. yeah, I like I can't even put my phone away at night when I go to bed because now my phone has become an integral part of going to bed because I control my bed with my phone. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. So See? I control the temperature of my bed with my phone. So if I get hot, I can turn it down. If I get cold, mm -hmm. I can turn it up, you know, and um, my bed wakes me up too because my bed is the alarm and I set that alarm on my phone. So um, so once again, to go back to that question, at what point are we so dependent on technology that it's not good anymore? You know, because technology can be used for good and a lot of people do use it to improve and make, make their lives more efficient. But at the same time, like take that technology away. What are we left with? Like, can we function? Can we continue functioning and being productive without I don't technology? Know. That's a good question. I'm going to find out this weekend because I'm going to my mom's and I won't have the internet. So, Oh, that's um, right. So, yeah, actually, this is a great uh, segue into you were talking about – because I didn't realize it. I Or I guess not I didn't realize it, but I never really thought about it before. But you were saying that there are places where – they, they don't have internet. Like, it's just not a thing that they have. Or it's not as common. Right. Totally. Right. It's funny because my mom moved from the Austin area to the northeast Texas area up towards, like, between Shreveport and Texarkana. And mm -hmm. um, you go there and there's hardly any people and there's hardly any traffic and it's beautiful and amazing. It's beautiful physically. Like, the trees are gorgeous and all of that. But he's got these big, wide-open roads, and there's hardly any cars. And Andy and I were like, man, this is where I'm from. This is where I grew up in that area, too. Yeah. And I forgot, though, because I don't go back that often until she moved. But she doesn't have the internet. And when she bought the house, it didn't even occur to her, not even occur to her, to find out who the internet provider was. Because where she came from in Austin, she had the internet. It was just a normal part of her life. So she mm -hmm. moved to a place that she can't easily, she got um, satellite internet, but it was so horrible and so yeah. slow that it was useless and it was incredibly expensive. So she just turned it off. Um, so now we have to plan our trips. We can't like go visit her to do work and hang out there and work for a few days because she doesn't have the internet. So when we go there, it's like going dark because also our phones don't work very well. Oh my gosh. I was about to yeah. ask like well like in a pinch you could use your phone as a hotspot or whatever or do work from your phone but if if the cell phone signal isn't great either then yeah like it you're going back in time. <laughs> yeah, it's like going back in time, but but the thing is, it got me to thinking about there's a whole lot of people outside of the metro areas that still don't have the internet. So we are so privileged exciting. and we don't even realize oh, it. Yeah. I know. Now, for me as a blogger, it's incredibly exciting because that means what are people going to want to do when they finally get the Internet? Because I think um, 
part of the there's some kind of infrastructure thing that the Biden administration passed. And part of it is uh-huh. trying to get Internet to rural America. And yes. As that happens, for me, it's great news because that's just more readers because one of the first things people want to Google um, besides porn is um, <laughs> food, right? Food porn. So Food you know, porn. Just, that's right. So I'm just right in that world trying to um, be prepared for these people and what they're going to want. But yeah. they're also going to need a lot of tech help, too, because there's a lot of tech mm-hmm. they're not going to understand, which is why I was saying at the beginning of this, do you consider digital tech? to be tech. And I do, because mm-hmm. if you think about people who are not used to being online, what's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to lose their passwords. Mm-hmm. They're not going to understand what the passwords are and they're not going to understand how the internet works. Yeah. I was going to uh, say they're, they're the most likely to get scammed in some way, shape exactly. or form because they don't, they, they're just not aware of what's out there and the nefarious people that are trying to steal your identity or trying trying to steal your bank account information, scam you out of your life savings because right. you just didn't know how the internet works. Yeah. There's a lot of innocent people that are going to go through some trauma mm-hmm. just because there's a lot of people that have been on the internet for a long time now that now, and you know i know that a lot of people think oh but i use the internet on my phone it's not the same it's not it's the a same. different space because you go slower it's harder to type you don't do long form mm-hmm. searches it's it's a different world when you're doing the internet on your computer so it's just you an know, interesting I, thing to think about i recently read an article i don't remember where it was from i i do a lot of doom scrolling <laughs> so <laughs> we all do so, it's okay yeah but um uh, so it was something along the lines of uh, if if people are aware of the Nigerian prince scam, right? Yes. Then yes. why is that still a thing? Or why do scammers use weird symbols in their um, emails instead of like reg- – you know, they look like regular letters, but they have like crazy symbols right. and stuff like that. Right. Or so – yeah, so the the answer to that is because they they are actually it's a vetting process and I didn't think about this before, but it's a way to vet their efforts because smart people will notice the typos, smart people will notice that okay, yeah, that looks like the letter A, but it's got some weird crap like coming out of the top of the A, so this this has to be a scam, right? And what they're doing is they're trying to get to that smaller population that would be fooled by it much faster. So essentially they're filtering themselves. That makes total sense because there's what, 7 billion people on the planet. Yeah. So they only need one half of one half of one half percent Uh to be rich. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need a lot. Yeah. They, so it's a way for them to do that, but it's also a way for them to bypass the filters that are put in place yeah. to protect consumers because they're they're avoiding the, you know, um, like if your email inbox, let's say a lot of people use Gmail, right? So Google has specific filters that if these keywords show up in an email, they're going to flag it as spam or they're going to at least, you know... Um, segregate it and be like, oh, maybe you should look at this later. It's not going to go into your inbox. And that's a way for them to bypass those keyword filters because the Google filter is only looking for that actual word, not the word that has the weird looking symbols in it or whatever. So that I thought that was just so interesting in terms of cybersecurity and how it can be thwarted by Something that seems so obvious and it's like, well, why do people even do this? Because that's it, it makes it so obvious that it's fake or a scam or whatever. But yeah, they're just looking they're looking for that small percentage of the population that are the most likely to fall for the scam. And that's all they need. They don't need one billion people falling for their scams. They just need a couple and trick them into giving them thousands of dollars you know, or tens of thousands or whatever it may be. Right, but right. Yeah. It's just a small population is what they're looking for. So, so they're self-filtering, but I just thought that was so interesting that you think about it, the Nigerian prince scam, you know, and it's like, oh, everybody knows about that. Well, sure. But there are some people that don't 
Because like you said, there are populations that don't have access to the internet. So something that's been around since the late 80s, early 90s or whatever to us is something completely brand new to them. And that's who they're looking for. That's who they're targeting. And yeah. it's not it's not about being gullible. It's about being uninformed. They just don't right. know. It's not an intelligence issue. It's just no. you don't know about it yet. Exactly. Yeah. And they wow. can be very convincing. But I just I remember reading that recently. I I I think it was just a couple of days ago, actually, and and thinking, this is such a great question because I've always thought about it, you know, really flippantly. Like, oh yeah. well, everybody knows that that's scam or whatever. But yeah, you think about the people that haven't been exposed to technology or the internet and how easy it would be for them to believe it and fall for it because they don't know any better. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I would love to read that article. That's fascinating. I, I need to find it. Let yeah. me go through my phone history and see if I can find <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to go. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good because it limits us. <laughs> that's right. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, okay, uh, 50 minutes would be a good ending here. So yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think of our first recording? I mean, we did it. That's, we that's did the it. goal, right? We did yeah, it. Totally. So yeah. to the people that made it through this entire episode God and are listening you. to the end, God bless you. Absolutely. But also just fucking do it. Like, yeah, we did seriously. it. And it's going to go and out there and it's not going to be perfect. But you know what? It's done. That's right. And there's never a good time. No. There's never so just a good do time. It. Yeah. Just do it. That's I don't right. know what I'm doing. I don't know, but she's singing a song. Okay. How do we end this? We can say bye and I'll hit stop. Okay, thanks. Bye. Do it. Do it.